there's crooks in your castle, then it's nights full of battles. Some fight with the barrel, that's eagles versus vultures and olives versus arrows. Call hard of good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to your 10 Puzzle podcast brought to you by the Urban Wrestling Network. I am your host, your quintessential Puerto Rican muffin Jorge, aka Muffins Martinez, and we go over. NWA Power episode number 134. This is the recap from the show that just happened this past Tuesday. And there was a lot of action that I liked and some that I did not like. So with that being said, don't forget to follow us on the Urban Wrestling Network, on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, uh, and everywhere else. Also, you can find us on your favorite streaming services podcast like Spotify and places like that. We're all over the place, so don't forget to follow us. We really appreciate it. With that being said, we opened the show with Joe Galli talking about Colby Carino. Nice opening segment, nice little vignette of what they happened at same way back a couple of weeks ago, how he defeated Joe Alonso, then the transition to EC3, how he had uh, his first test Going up against uh, his opponent uh, being Bram or Thomas Latimer, and they show that. So I really love how Joe Galli and the show always opens up with this type of big net, little history of what happened at the last pay per view, and showing you as to why they are the champions. And always when they get shown like this, it's because they're going to be shown heavy on the actual show. So the first match that we had was Colby Carino against Mo Jabari. Very competitive match. The recent Mo Jabari had got uh, a match against Joe Car- uh, Colby Carino was because he defeated uh, Morton's son. Uh, and uh, God, I'm sorry, I forgot his first name already. For the Southern Six, he defeated him down in the show in Canada. And I guess uh, the owner... Mr. Corgan wanted to, you know, give him a chance at a bigger audience TV show and have him show what he could do. Very competitive match. The only thing that I did not like was a lot of the movements of Mojobari. He was always trying to be more athletic than his body would let him be. And, and And I'm saying that he was always like half a second from doing a perfect kick up or a perfect spin, or a perfect uh, jumping over, and he will always kind of just not have enough strength to kind of pull himself up when doing a kick up. You know, you get up quick. He did a kick up and then kind of slip, push himself up from the ground to come up. So a lot of those things happen in this match. So I think he needs to go back to the gym and work on his core, and work on his endurance, you know, get on the treadmill, run, you know, do some, you know, don't forget leg, don't don't ever skip leg day, you know, work on your legs, you get that strength to do stuff like this. But other than that, the match was pretty good. Uh, Colby Carino defeating him, once again, retaining the, the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. At the end, Colby tried to shake his hand, and Jabari just kind of looked at him and walked off. So, you know, there's a little disrespect there by Mojo Bari. 
we'll see if we get to see him in the future or if this is just a one-time thing. But we move on with Kyle Davis uh, having an interview with our Princesa Tiffany Nieves. And if you don't know about Tiffany Nieves, I'll tell you, folks, I'm excited about Tiffany Nieves' uh, future as a future prospect going through the ranks. Um, she started as a uh, backstage interviewer for CCW down in Florida, I mean, Coastal Championship Wrestling. And then I, I want to say, and I might be wrong, she made that have done some referee stuff and then jumped into becoming a wrestler. And I want to say maybe less than three, four years later, she is already the Mission Pro Women's Champion. She is the OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling Women's Champion. So, and now she gets her chance to shine in the NWA. So, right now, somebody is trying to put the walk in her back and try to push her off and see what she could do. I'm hoping that she, we get to see her more of her in the NWA and get featured more and maybe get a title match in the future against uh, Kenzie Page. We'll never know, or even a tag team title, or even a match against uh, Max Damian Paler. Which most likely she'll lose, you know, in a way she's beating Max, unless she has like at least six people with her. But never know what happens. So I'm interested in what they're going to do with La Princesa uh, Tiffany Nieves. Of course, Puerto Rican pride, you know, she's mixed Puerto Rican and something else. I can't remember, but she's Puerto Rican. So she's definitely good in my book. So we go from that and we go right to the ring where we see uh, King Beast which is uh, Danny B and Charity King go up against the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, Pretty in Power, and Kylie Page and Elliot Envy. Another good competitive match. Another reason why I love the NWA. They give you women's wrestling, and they let them go out there and prove themselves. Now, of course, you know, if you're like me, you nitpick stuff, you know, because I, I want my stuff to be smooth. This wasn't that smooth match, but it was good enough that if you just a casual fan just sits there, you'll go, wow, this is, was a really good match because it was a really good match. Uh, I thought King B's were going to pull it out for a minute. You know, maybe if it wasn't for the titles and maybe if it was a non-title match, like a proving ground match, they would have won that match that way, but you know, little outside interference where Kylie Page does her move, Ellie Envy is holding her for leverage from the outside, and they pick up the win, and that's how this match ended. And you know, once again, if this was a proven ground match, non-title, I'm pretty sure the Killer Queens. Oh, the King Bees would have won this match. But, you know, hopefully we get to see them again in the future. Pretty in power. They're still holding on to their belts. They're still skyrocketing to the moon. And we'll see what happens next. They're really showing and they're really um, giving us that show coming up this weekend, Saturday the 18th from Sarasota, Florida. That there's going to be a lot of matches being done, a lot of title matches that are going to be taped for power coming up in the future. So we should be interested to see what's going to happen there. We move on. May Valentine's in the back. She has Aaron Stevens, who I couldn't remember his last name or his name from last week with Blunt Force Trauma or Doom 2.0. And 
they're complaining, he's bitching about CJ being Christy James, the ballet for uh, uh, Magic Inc., and how he wants a match with her, but not just any type of match. He wants a turkey gobble gobble match, whatever the hell that means. But towards the end of the little mini interview, he says that the loser will have to wear a turkey suit. Looks like the turkey matches that Impact Wrestling used to have every Thanksgiving where the loser will have to don the turkey outfit. And I still remember Eric Young or even AJ Styles having to wear that damn turkey suit. So, yeah, those good days back then. Uh, later on, Magic Ink kind of pushed him out of the way. They did you Magic Ink. She asked him about CJ. And they say, CJ is going to be fine. And we're going to be at the ring to make sure Bone Force Trauma doesn't get involved or Doom 2.0. So it's going to be interesting what happens next week with CJ against Aaron Stevens. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, then we have this weird uh, impromptu search for a new spectacular with, uh, you know, the little mini uh, guys there from the, the from like a mix between the dynamic dudes and the fabulous ones like mixed into one so they're doing for a search for a new member and they have uh the, the, the two guys from the spectaculars and billy corgan as always there doing interviews for four guys who are here to get interviewed for this so first was mercurio uh he says that being part of the spectaculars he could bring females to the group even though they're ugly because he has a lot of ugly girls who follow him they could get the ugly girls and he takes the pretty girls, stuff like that. You know, he's being Italian, he has the hair, he has the hip movement. So they give him a score. All three guys give him a score two, six, and six. So you got a total of 14 points from that. Uh, next, we start, we saw Birch Hill, which he's a veteran of 20 years coming out. One guy liked them, Billy Corgan loved them. So they gave him a score of 3, 9, and 10 for a score of 22. So we'll see. Maybe Birchill might be the newest member of the Spectaculars. But then they took a break, and they went to the next match, and then they'll come back later to finish this segment, which, like I said, is weird. And the next match was a submission match between Blake Troop versus Akoa Loxamana. Whew. Lord Jesus, folks, when I tell you this match was horrible, this match was bad, this match was horrendous. It, it's like if you watch WoW wrestling, you know, women of wrestling, and you know that this is choreographed because they want you to, you know, believe that there's heroes and villains. Well, their matches was web way better than this. I mean, this was just bad. I was waiting for Billy Corgan to come out and say, you know, stop, stop, stop. Let's go in the back. Let's go over the game plan. We're going to have you come out again, and we're going to take this match over again because this was just a horrible, horrible match. First, uh, Loa tries to go to his legs, Blake Troop leg, and he looks like he just kind of fall down on his knees and then try to grab him by the leg. And you go like, dude, like, what, what? Like, can you just, like, really look like you're actually 
throwing yourself at the dude's leg to try to pick him up. And Black Troop does the same thing, and you're like, what? And, and then she keeps going and just keeps going, and it just looks so bad. I mean, I know wrestling is fake. We know this. It's, it's a story. It's, it's a soap opera for males. You know, females love soap opera. Some guys love soap opera, but this is our soap opera. It's, it's wrestling. We know it's fake, but we also want it to be at least make some kind of contact. Do something to like, ooh, that, that was close. Ooh, how he moved out of that. You know, have us talk about it. This was just not that type of match. This was horrible. I mean, it was just bad. Anyways, Blake Troop won. Thank goodness. He got him in a submission. He tapped out. Poor uh, Kaylee's outside, which is, I want to say, is Koa Lexamana's wife. And I feel sorry for his wife because I, I don't think this guy has like, won a match yet in the NWA. And she's out there with this stick, banging you know, the Hawaiian stick because they're, you know, they're Hawaiians. And the crowd is behind them. And one of these days, I think that she's going to just quit and find somebody else and become their manager because she's going to be tired of her husband always losing his matches. Because, Like I said, this was horrible. If you want to skip this match, skip it. Or if you just want to watch it and laugh, watch it and laugh because this was just bad. We go back to, oh, actually, we go back to May Valentine, where she is uh, having a talk with Kylie Page, half of the Titan champions, and how she's going to be facing next week some chick named Big Mama or Bad Mama. And Kylie Page says, I don't care if it's Big Mama. I don't care if it's bad mama. I don't care if it's your mama. She's going to get beat. I love when those, those two, the girls from Power, Pretty and Power, will say stuff like this because it always makes me laugh. So, And she's going to be defending the tag team title this weekend. Also, her sister, Kylie, or I'm sorry, her sister, uh, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name because I've been saying Kylie so much today, will be defending her title this Saturday. So, you know, we're, you know, they say, oh, we're, you know, we're pretty in power. We're going to come victorious. It doesn't matter who it is. Your mama, his mama, everybody's mama. We're going to be there. We got pretty security. It's all good. We're going to do what we have to do. And this is when I messed up and I apologize. Magic Inc. came in and pushed her out of the way. And they came in and said what they had to say about uh, CJ. And then the, the match is called the Turkey Gobble Match. And whoever wins or loses has to don the turkey suit. So we'll see if they come out with a brand new turkey suit or if they found the turkey suit that was being used in TNA days before Billy Corgan got backstabbed by Dizzy Carter and sold her shares to Anthem. And then he just kind of got mad and took some of the stuff with him when he left and probably found the turkey suit back there and, and took it with him to the end of the day. And it hasn't been washed since 2017. So who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, then we come back to the segment with the Spectaculars. We have these two next guys who are thin as paper. I mean, this guy named Tyler Midas looks like he's like 5'3", no taller than, than Chef, and weighs not even 100 pounds, if anything, wants to be the Spectacular. Uh, they all gave him a 10. Oh, the first guy gave him a 10. Second guy gave him a 4. 
Corgan could even get to his court card because then they were all talking nonsense and they I guess he forgot. And then the last guy was Casey Rocks. R-O-X-X. The first guy gave him a zero. Second guy gave him a three. Corgan gave him a two. Now, after everything is said and done, they're deliberating who's going to be the next new spectacular member. The little guy wants to be uh, Tyler Midas. The middle guy from Pestacular wants it to be Virgil. So now I'm pretty sure next week when they have their match, we'll find out who the newest Spectacular member will be. It's going to be there. Why they had this segment in this show and not do it like some kind of, um, you know, you, you use your social media to your advantage. Use your, your YouTube page. You know, go on Twitter, do this, put it on Twitter. Do this, put it on your YouTube page. Have fans coming in. Oh, here's the, the new segment where we're looking for the new uh, replacement for the last guy for the spectaculars. Click, watch this. You know, people will laugh about it. You know, give them the comments on YouTube or, or Twitter or, or, or whatever they have their pages at. That should have been done there. You bring eyes to come into your page into your NWA page and stuff like that. But they use it as a segment, so I'm guessing they're saving matches for next week and then for the tapings going forward. But yeah, this was they should have done that that way on, on a little thing of YouTube or Twitter. But we move to the main event where we see EC3 going up against Talos. Talos being a big guy, I'm pretty sure he's like 6'10", 6'11". But of course, you know, when you that tall, you're considered already a seven-footer, even though you're not seven feet. You're 6'10", 6'10 and a half, but, hey, you're going to be seven feet today. So he's seven foot. This was more of an interesting match because it was actually very competitive match. Talos really had control of this match a lot of the time. And you're kind of thinking, like, eh, you know, something might happen. But we know it's not going to happen because it's EC3. He's going to go on Saturday to go face the main Dane, uh, Jax Dane, for the title. So nothing's going to happen there. Towards the end, we see Dixie Kills, which is the tag team partner of, of, of Thanos, come out, grab EC3's leg. Then you saw Jax Dane come out, beat the shit or beat the crap out of uh, Talo or, or Dixie Kills. And then the distraction... Here comes EC3. He gets on top of the rope, does a move, goes out of nowhere, and boom, does his one percenter. One, two, three. Match is over. You see Jack's Dan outside looking in. Your announcers, uh, Joe Galli and uh, uh, Danny Deals, are definitely hyping up what's going to happen on Saturday. Who is Jack Dane out here making sure nothing happens to EC3 or he's here to get? get into EC3's mind, so they did their job. They hyped up the Saturday event down in Sarasota, Florida. That's the first time they're coming out in 30 years, so we're going to be interested to see what's going to happen there for the tapings coming up. Uh, we know it's not going to happen next week, the tapings, because we already know that there's some matches already set up from before, so hopefully in the near future we'll get to see them, and hopefully and I'll say hopefully, they'll get to show the fans. Because for some reason, this is the only company that does not show 
shots of their fans. I, I don't know why. It's just weird. It's like everything is from the size and the, the hard camera. Nothing from the fan side. You don't know if who's there, who's cheering, who's booing. You don't know any of that stuff, which is I find it weird. Now, this episode for me, out of five, I give it a 2.5. Because of the simple reason that the, uh, Blake Troop and Los Samana or the Koa match was horrendous. That should have never been there. And that should have been, like I said, canceled and gone the back. Let's do a new game plan and come back again because that was horrendous. And the main event, it was okay. Wasn't all that, but, you know, the the, the beginning of the match with Colby and, and Mojo Bari gave it up. You know, some good points. The Princesses, uh, any of you, I loved it. Uh, of course, anything with Pretty in Power, I love their matches with their match with uh, the uh, killer, killer or uh, God, I can't remember, uh, the King Bees was good. So, you know, that saved this show because, like I said, that one submission match and the main event eh, was kind of that. So I give it a 2.5. Now, we try to give you all the NWA news, even if it's good or bad. So, now that I'm done with the show for the NWA episode 134, there is a little mini video of Boosie, if you know who that is. And he's out here kind of saying that the NWA kind of called them to kind of help them come in since we know that he's he's a gay, homosexual. Um to kind of clean up their image. And he goes into this uh, story and a lot of cursing in the story. Well, he said that, you know, oh, now you want me to come in after the Tyrus debacle. How he always will go on his show and be uh, against gay rights and stuff like that. You know, LBGQT plus A, always being against that. Now you want me to come in to clean up your act. Now you want me to come in after your fiasco at the pay-per-view when you were doing fake drugs because we know it was fake drugs. There was no real cocaine being done there because like, once I said again, Billy Corgan cannot be that stupid to be doing real cocaine and drugs in front of a family event. So, But he even said it was fake coke because you seen all the companies doing it. So you want to give them that that nostalgia that you guys are doing drugs and, and, and you're the edgy. Now you want me to come in and save you from that. From that and, and bring since I'm gay, you know, bring the spin. Oh, we we, are, we did this and we had titles, but now we're more open. Now we have the LBGTQ plus A, you know, being represented here with Pussy here. So, oh, you know, everything is good. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. No. You know, dropping the, the every you know word out there. He said, not even for fifty million dollars, I would have never done it. You're gonna have to pay me some real good money for me to come down and clean up the messes that you made, the messes that you just lost your CW um, contract or whatever. And once again, unless CW comes and says something, unless Billy Corgan comes out and says something, we don't know. If they were actually signed to CW, now we know that WWE NXT will be taking over CW coming up in October of 2024. So we don't know if that's true or not. 
we don't know if they have a contract with who and when it's going to start and if they did lose it or not. We don't know that. So this is all speculation of where the contract's coming from, if it's real or not. So Boosie was there. You know, he said we had to say. He basically just tore down NWA, Billy Corgan, everything in, in behind the scenes with Tyrus. So, you know, if if you believe stuff like that, and I believe it, because, you know, he's coming from his mouth, is he's telling the story on a podcast, you you wouldn't lie about stuff like that. So, and yes, and Tyrus, if you watch the CNN or whatever uh, thing that he'd be doing on the, on the politics, he's way anti or anti LBGQTIA plus community. Now, if you are, if you're not, that's your business. It has nothing to do with what you think. We have nothing to do with how you feel. That's you as an individual. If you are for it, good for you. If you are against it, good for you. You are a human being. You are an individual. You have your own decisions to make. You have your own ideas. No one can tell you this is right or this is wrong. Only you can tell yourself this is right or this is wrong. You do you do what makes you happy. If they're happy doing whatever they have to do, that's their business. Just don't bring it over here. If they're doing something that you like, that's your business. Bring it over here. It's up to you. But Tyrus believes in that. I don't have a problem with what Tyrus believes in. That's his right. He has kids. That's his right. I'm not going to hate on the man on his beliefs. That's his right. So with that being said, I hope I didn't uh, bore you this time. I try to do it as fast as possible to get through this and not drag it in like I did last week. So now that I'm doing this by myself because of the holidays, I will definitely get better at it. I know my voice is not the best thing voice out there to hear on the radio. And God knows if you want to look at this face, just make sure if you go on YouTube to please do not stand close to the screen. I do not want to cause any type of drowsiness, any type of headaches, any type of vomits, any type of issues. So just please, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're seeing me talk, stand 20 feet back. Just put the audio up. Because, you know, I'm not responsible if you get sick. Because, you know, looking at me sometimes, I get sick in the mirror. But, I mean, that's a different story. But thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to follow us on the Urban Wrestling Network. Go into your podcast streaming places that you go. Spotify, Amazon, where you listen to. Urban Wrestling Network. YouTube, Urban Wrestling Network. Twitter, Urban Wrestling Network. Facebook, Instagram, Urban Wrestling Network. Shoot, I might even go into MySpace and open an account and put Urban Wrestling Network on that. Even my, you know, even farmers, even datingfarmers.com, I might open an account there and put this in there. You never know. But once again, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we'll come back this Friday, myself and Rob Kammerer, to go over our LMW stuff. Next week, we'll have more shows because we're going to do the recap from Saturday's uh, MLW show back on Wednesday with the NWA show and back on Friday from the MLW show on Thursday. So you're going to see us and you're going to hear us for the next two weeks. Once again, thank you so much.
you have yourself a good day. Don't forget, love, peace, and so. <laughs>